You are listening to the Less Stress, More Fun podcast. Today, let's talk about the relativity of money. You are listening to the Less Stress, More Fun podcast. I'm your host, Master Certified Coach Lisa Schwaller. Each week on the podcast, we talk about how you can rise above the stress of modern living so that you can focus your energy on what matters most and have a lot more fun in the process. All right, let's get started. Hello. Oh, I feel so wealthy today. For one thing, it was a day where I went to yoga at 10 o'clock in the morning. It felt so indulgent to just get up and have my coffee and do a little bit of work and then to go to yoga in the middle of the day. It was such a treat. And I also feel wealthy in community being here with you, even though we're not in the same room or even in the same point of time. And I feel very wealthy in knowledge lately. It's been just such a, a beautiful few months of learning new things. And I think about how wealthy that makes my life feel. Today, though, I want to talk about an interesting topic about money is relative. Now, we know this, but I thought it'd be a really interesting perspective to explore the fact that money is relative to what you think about money, what you think is a lot of money, what you think is a little money. And I started to think about it this way, actually, in coaching a lot of other people. So I work with people on every topic under the sun, their health, their relationships, their careers, their ambitions, their hobbies, their pets, and yes, about money. And I started to notice that every one of us has our own individual anchors around money. What seems like a lot or a little to one person is different between us. I started to think about that idea that money is relative, the relativity of money, I want to explore why money is so central to so much of our thinking, almost regardless of the topic, money is hovering there in the background, and then maybe a few suggestions for creating a more fun, playful relationship with the concept of money in your own mind, even if you do have circumstances that might be causing a lot of stress in your life. The other day, I happened to be looking through a magazine where it just happened to be one of those kinds of magazines where a lot of luxury items are advertised. High-end jewelry, high-end clothing, high-end destination weddings, all kinds of things. It was very, it was a very luxurious lifestyle being portrayed in this magazine. I was looking at the different prices and and I always have been very interested in that because for me, a luxury magazine creates zero FOMO. I feel no desire for any of that stuff. If I had that kind of money instead of having a $10,000 cocktail ring, there's a there's different things that I would do if I were just to be like, what am I going to spend $10,000 on? I used to, in full transparency, I used to be a little bit judgmental about what people would spend their money on, what I was spending my money on. 
I felt curious about what other people did with their money and curious about how I spent my money as I was thinking about this topic. And as I was flipping through this magazine, I remembered that me a couple of decades ago would have had a very different experience looking through the magazine. I wouldn't have felt desire. I've never had desire for luxury lifestyle. But I would have felt maybe a little bit less than or not good enough or somehow I even found my lack of desire to be a little bit problematic. Like, why don't I want the things that other people around me seem to crave? And I was thinking as I was flipping through the magazine here in my modern life compared to some of the thoughts that I had around money and what people spent money on and having judgments about what people were spending their money on and what I was spending my money on. And money wasn't a neutral topic to me. It was, there was a lot uh, associated with it of what it meant about my family, what it meant about my prospects and what it meant about my time. Observing that drastic shift in my own money mindset and not like, oh, I have a more abundant mindset, but I have a more neutral mindset. And it really highlighted for me how relative money is for all of us. And I was thinking about why, what are the reasons that money seems to have a lot of, you know, thinking or mindset or emotions or judgment wrapped around it? And so I was breaking it out in my mind because I like to sort things out. It's so fun for me. And I was thinking that the first reason I think money is really central to our thinking and, and relative and has a lot of weight to it is that money gives us access to resources. Not only what we can buy, but the communities we have entry to. Money isn't just about purchasing things. Money is also about acquiring other things. The other thing that comes to mind a lot through my coaching work is this idea of status. I think humans are very status-oriented and not like, oh, I have to be the best. Like our status could be, it's just, when I say status, I almost mean affiliation. That when we have or don't have money, it gives us permission to see ourselves a certain way. When we have or don't have certain items or we make certain purchasing decisions or not, we assume other people measure us according to our wealth and our belongings. And maybe they do, but the, who cares what they're doing? The interesting part is what it, we make that mean in our own minds. I was thinking about how money can be a way to establish identity. Not just I'm a person who has a lot of or a little money or enough or not enough, but even that money allows us to, you know, it can be part of how we tell the story of our past, how we see what's available to us in the present and what we think is going to happen to us in the future, money being relative to our own personal timeline and our identity within that timeline. I thought that was a interesting thing to noodle on for a few minutes. And then, of course, I think money is central to a lot of our thinking about a lot of areas of our life because of security. We think that 
More money increases the sense of security. Not all of us, but most people I do think that more money increases a sense of security. I recently went to the Holocaust Museum in Houston with my son. It's fantastic. If you're in town, I definitely recommend it. And they were talking about the incredible inflation, and they had a picture of someone wheeling a barrel of money in order just to buy a loaf of bread. So this idea that money is security has actually been proven in several different points of time throughout history to be really a false sense of security, because the meaning of your money can literally turn on a on a dime, pun intended. Sorry about that. <laughs> So what do we do about that? Money is relative because we decide there's a lot of money, a little money, and it's because money we think gives us access to resources and status and it's our identity through our lifespan and this idea of security. And it's really worth questioning all of those ways because all of that is relative. It's all depends on your your perspective, your background, your anchoring. And so that really moves us into suggestions for how to develop a less stress, more fun relationship with money. And again, that's the first piece. Relative. Money is relative. Money is relationship. It's how we are relating to it. So I it encourage people, myself, it's something I, that's come up just in informal mentoring conversations, is see money as a relationship. Notice that your money relationship or your money mindset or however you want to phrase it is relative to what you believe, who you want to be, who you think you were. And who you think you are. And all of that is a relationship. And a relationship is, in its most distilled format, is the story we tell about our association with a person, place, or thing. So when you think about your relationship with the thing we label money, notice that it is relative to how you define that relationship. I think it's helpful to remember that money is... Um, it's it's gold, it's gems, it's ones and zeros, it's pieces of paper, and it's all arbitrary. All of it. Well, you know, even like cryptocurrency. You know, 20 years ago, if you told me that there was a, be a currency called Dogecoin, I would have thought that was hilarious. What sci-fi movie was that from? If you told me decades ago that money wouldn't be backed by gold or wouldn't be associated with paper that was printed in our mints, I would have thought that sounded insane. The fact that our money is ones and zeros should be enough to tell us all that it is all totally made up. It is all relative to even the technology we have available to us. I remember being a little girl and reading about bartering. In our elementary classroom, we practiced bartering. There was an exercise where it's like, bring something from home, and then all the kids would have something and we bartered or exchanged it. You know, it was kind of like a little kid version of a white elephant party, I guess. <laughs> and it made a big impact on my young mind. This idea that that you bring something of value 
and someone who might need it or want it and that there's an exchange there. And I always thought that seemed so, I don't know, there's something that just seems so warm and communal and balanced about that. And that was a way of currency for a long time until we invented this concept of money and printing money uh, as paper or stamping coins. And I thought it was so helpful to me to remember the relativity of money as what it actually is. And then I suggest paying attention to money energy. I don't just mean like in general, is your energy around money Is it expansive? Is it contractive? Is it excited? Is it nervous? Do you feel responsible with money? Or do you feel like, oh, I don't want to be responsible for this? It makes me think of the way people react around a newborn baby. Some people are just like, yep, no problem. And they feel really comfortable taking responsibility for this helpless little thing. And there are people who just don't like being around babies at all because what if I do it wrong? What if I hurt them? What if what if I don't know what to do? And I think that's a similar analogy to the way people have energy around money interactions. So think about when there are times in your life where your money energy is very positive or expansive and when it might be contractive, distancing, or even what you would label negative. Notice when your money energy is based in fact compared to times when you might be in wishful thinking. What's coming to mind is this kind of wishful thinking or I believe, I just believe the money's going to be there. Or like the the secret, the law of attraction kind of thing of like, I'm just going to imagine the Ferrari being in my driveway and boop, one day I'm going to go out there and my Ferrari will be there. I don't subscribe to that. Personally, I really love when I spend time in relationship to money that's based in fact. So my money relationship is at its healthiest when I'm looking at at the numbers and figures and I'm keeping the emotion very expansive or, or even neutral. So notice for yourself whether you you ever have periods where you have wishful thinking about money and what that creates for you. It's interesting to notice the relativity of money as being a concern in different areas of our life. So some people might be more money-oriented in career and maybe not in their primary romantic relationship, where for some people it may be the opposite. Maybe their career isn't as much about the focus of dollars and cents as in, in their relationship. It's a topic of discussion or even contention. And then I talked a little bit about suggestions for improving your own relationship around money is first, see it as a relationship. Notice your energy around it and remember what money is. It's this made up thing. And yes, we are complicit in money as part of our society, but it's subject to change without notice. I think remembering the the larger picture of money helps me feel more neutral about how I handle money. So for you, consider the ways that money is relative in your own life. Think about how you relate to money when you think about the access you have to resources or your sense of status or affiliation, the way 
you identify with money along your own life timeline and your own understandings of money and security. Think about how you might want to tailor your money mindset to create less stress and more fun in your own life. I have had quite a journey in my own mind around money and my own money story has really changed a lot over the years. It has changed a lot with the education I've had about our global community. And I really have had so much fun defining wealth and well-being in ways that are not monetary. I do admit money is central to our human life on earth at the moment. Like this, this is just how we exchange services and other resources. But I hope you found this podcast to be somewhat inspiring. I hope you found it to be a great use of your time relative to the rest of your day. Go out there and see the relativity of money out there in the world. I like to joke that for a two-year-old, $100 is a lot of money, but maybe not as much for a 72-year-old. Everything is so relative to what you believe, where you are in life, and so on. Go out there and be a little bit of a money detective this week. And until next time. Thank you for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate and review wherever you listen. This will help other listeners find the show and bring less stress, more fun out into the world. Thank you so much, and I'll talk to you next week.